ball An argument ensued about who the GOATs are The seat was a thought that would turn into a part Now fans worldwide say Not a bad job, the ad hoc cab squad Who chronicles the vanguard of hip-hop at large Rap taste slacked off, don't need to be mad, dog. Look no further, it's the dead bod Rap pod Yes, 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 okay, okay, yes, yes, yes Right, 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 right Yes, yes Okay, 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 yes, 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 right, 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 so many rappers exist in the land of the lost I never heard it, but I used to see the ad in the sauce We know the flavor loss just kicks us dipping bread in the sauce We still spit like sticking red in the jaws I still spit gripping the dick in my Podcasting live from San Jose, California It is the Dad Bod Rap Pod I am one third of your host, Damone Carter, a.k.a. Dim one and Nate, that makes you Nate too. <laughs> uh, we're technically in Santa Clara. Damn it. Uh, hey, the 49ers don't be saying Santa Clara. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a deep cut for uh, barrier denizens. What's happening, Nate? How you doing? I'm good, good. Um, you know, it's a normal day. It's a little hot. It's unseasonably hot. Uh, summer came back um, in October, but we're doing good. Yeah, we we are. We're we're trying to uh, saunter on here. We are at the uh, House of David <laughs> here in uh, Santa Clara, California. Dave, how's it going, man? I'm going well. I am Dave. I'm four six on a good day. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Um, yeah, man. Thanks for having us here. At of your course. Pad. Good to have you guys back here. It's been a minute. We yeah. our last recording session here was pre-COVID, right? Yeah, well before COVID. Yeah. Almost yeah. like five years ago. That's insane. And that went so poorly that <laughs> we took some time off. But like the Boston Red Sox, we are here to exercise the curse <laughs> yes. of, uh, of Days Pad. But it is great to be here. Uh, great to be back with y'all. Our 1993 retrospective series continues. It's been 30 years since 93. And ballooned mind state. We can get into this, I guess, after we finish them all. But I don't know that there's a better record. Uh, in that came out in 1993, Woo, damn. Then, then Balloon Mind State. Um, amazing record. We'll get into it. We're going to talk about our jams, um, our, our song runs, et cetera, et cetera. Nate, we've, we've talked Dela quite a bit uh, this year, including hanging out with Prince Paul. How about that? Uh, yeah, that was a very memorable day. Um, it was awesome to meet Paul. He definitely lived up to the legend of just being a super nice guy, right. very normal guy, very down to earth. Um, and it was really fun to watch him play records and talk about them. He brought vinyl out just for that. And mm-hmm. I think he said he hadn't unpacked it from the last time he played. Right. No, totally. <laughs> that was just what he had. Totally. And he, he played doubles and immaculately. played classic hip hop. Yeah. yeah. Played immaculately. And, um, and Damone got to do a little rap. Yeah, yeah. In uh, the pr- presence of the great Prince Paul, who gave you props? Who gave me props. So y'all can't tell me nothing for like two years. <laughs> <laughs> that was such an, an amazing moment. And uh, one of many that we've had, but like it really came at, at this interesting time. Uh, I think had the De La Soul re-release happen when we when Prince Paul came to uh, the Needle 2 yeah, it, store? It had just happened. It just happened, yeah. Um, and obviously the tragic passing of, uh, of True Goy um also was was pretty fresh i think he had just done the um the new york show with 
with all the, you know, the members of uh, the surviving members of tribe and literally everybody in New York was there. So it was just kind of cool to be in the presence of greatness and to really think about um, De La Soul's catalog in particular and the greatness of, of when I think of the greatness of Prince Paul, I think about two records in particular. Okay. This is one of them. The other but would the, be? The other one for me would be Three Feet High and Rising. Grave Diggers? Damn. That's good. But I also think... <laughs> Two I, and I, a half. I look at that as a, as a Prince Paul RZA... That's true. Um, That's true. That's true. ...project where they, they brought the best out in each other. But like Paul's sensibilities, not that they're not present on uh, De La Soul is Dead, but um, I really feel like Balloon Mind State in particular, and also because this is the last record that he does with them, right. um, it, it always stood out to me. His, his imprint on that is, is very uh, marked. And he, he, it was great to hear him say, because, you know, they had to change little tidbits of the records mm-hmm. to get it re-released on uh, streaming because of sample laws. And he, he literally was like, hey, you can barely tell because I'm nice. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right, right. Right. Uh, which was so dope uh, to hear. Nate, we were talking about this off mic. Have you noticed, going back to the, the streaming versions of the Daylight Records, have you noticed any differences and consistencies a, a little bit but not i feel like not nearly as much as the people around me including you guys i just think <laughs> i'm kind of like musically dumb in that way and if you give me a decent facsimile of it i'm, I'm it's not really catching my ear to be honest and really? I, I'm, I'm actually glad about that totally yeah. i don't uh, think it's mad pronounced and I, when i first listened to it i was like what's all this uproar about and i yeah. still don't think that an uproar is is uh, justified Warranted. but yeah. it, but it's noticeable yeah, yeah, there's certain moments, um, especially any time like a James Brown sample comes into play, yeah. like you can you can totally tell they had to go back and and reconfigure things. But um, to to me, and I don't know how other folks feel. To me, small price to pay for having Dela in my pocket again, absolutely, uh, and having the whole catalog at at our fingertips. I think it like improved my life. Absolutely, like, it's just having just the like, access that, to that, it. That couple of months where I was just I would listen to them so much more. Than, yeah. I, than I had the previous however long, right? Yeah, years yeah. before. Yeah. Um, and in to different songs and in different lengths. And, you know, it just like it was just cool, man. It was like a really cool time for all of us of that generation to like kind of celebrate this thing that had been we thought maybe it would this wouldn't happen. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it finally came together after all these rumors and false starts and just like people wanting it for years. I don't know. It was just a nice collective moment. It, it really was. And to have like a touch point to be able to actually meet and talk to Prince Paul at, at that point in time, it just, that oh. really stands out for me as, as being, um, you know, top five DBRP moments oh. uh, that, we've, that we've experienced. But yeah, uh, Balloon Mind State, 1993, uh, De La Soul had died. Um, <laughs> <and> <laughs> this record to me um, is kind of like, well, every record of theirs is grappling with like where rap is at, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and it's it's not a commentary in the way that Stakes is High is, but it's kind of it's not not a commentary um, yeah. on on where rap is. Totally. I mean, they just the record before was trying to shift their whole persona, right? So it's kind of crazy. Like this is their follow up record to proclaiming that they're dead. Yeah, it, this is the they got a lot of anger out of their system. 
seemingly yeah. uh and in, in the at the very end of the intro maceo kind of starts doing it again and they cut it yeah. off and i just <laughs> yeah, I yeah, thought yeah. that was such a great nod best. if you listen to them in like sequential order that's like a, just a quick callback yeah and we're off to the races with like a totally different sound yeah yeah kind of a i agree i think de la soul is dead is a is an angry record these are these are angry young men and uh they're kind of coming into their powers on balloon mind state we've got incredible features by like actual music incredible giants, features you know what i mean yes. like uh you're getting maceo parker Pee Wee ellis involved um in a it way is. that yeah you know i usually hate it when uh people are like oh i got my boy to like play guitar on this right, or like right. oh yeah yeah i'm gonna i know this guy from school he's like gonna he's plays horns he's gonna come in and do some shit but if your boy bad. is Maceo Parker right. or Fred Wesley <laughs> right. yeah, or any right. of the other people on this, then right. you're going to be good. Yeah. And, and they made it work at a time. You know, I've said this a, a bunch of times on the podcast, but at a time where working in instrumentation <laughs> hadn't really been figured out yet. There weren't a lot of people doing it well. I think the roots were like barely starting their trajectory um, in 1993. And yeah, they kind of seamlessly worked it in, made some timeless classics. Let's get into it. Uh, Jam, Nate, your jam off of Balloon Mind State. Uh, my jam, which is like, it's funny to call a song like this a jam. <laughs> right. Not not so much of a jam per se, but like my cut on this record is Break a Dawn. Wow. That would be the jam off the record, though. You think that's like the known jam? I think like so. Like that's the jam for the normies? I think so. That was, yeah, that was my is. pick. Looking at, I was doing the, the Spotify game a little bit, and Break It Dawn has the most streams of any. I thought Ego Trip was the jam for the normies. Oh, but I remember hearing Break It Dawn on the radio. Well, was, break, was it even close? Well, I can pull it up. Um, to, me, to me, Break It Dawn wins for two things. You're working off of two amazing records, one being Michael Jackson's yeah, Can't right, Help It. Right. Like, you kind of can't lose doing that. Um, and then there's another super recognizable sample that I can't think of right now. <laughs> um, uh, not to spoil a later segment, but uh, it lists all the samples on the new record. They have does to, it? They have to show everything. Oh, they have that's to the show thing it. Of this. Oh. So we'll, we'll, we can talk about that in a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Break of Dawn, 9 million uh, streams. But see... And which is interesting because these are the re-release. This is even like streams right. they've accumulated. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, right. over twenty right. years, yes. right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So their their whole re-rollout campaign, I thought, has been super slick. Um, they've they've kind of been releasing them as if they're new songs, and to, maybe to a lot of people they are, or to people like us just getting reacquainted. But I think Break of Dawn is is so mesmeric. It's hypnotic. I remember it was one of the few songs off of this that got played on like urban radio yeah. around here and mix show stuff. So that that's that's a good call. Dave, was that your call as well? What? Break it down for your jam? No, yeah, I mean I know Dave's jam. My 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 jam and uh, and kind of weird to call this a jam is I am I be. Yeah. Which is yeah. not only my favorite song off the record, but one of my favorite songs in life, you know. So yes. um huge standout Hugely important. Um, big, I, I think it's like quintessential pasta noose, you know, to incorporate like family yes. shit and yeah. just like the most like stray observations that are just so like poetic. The best. The best. Yeah, you, you, can't, you can't front on it as a piece of music. And I, I, I think that to me is one of the under maybe discussed aspects of this record as a piece of like music music. Not not that all rap has to be super musical, right? right? right, like right. Sometimes it's just an, an 808 and somebody's screaming, and I'm good with it. But um, yeah, I am I be. I think especially when I heard it, when it struck me, um, the depth, the beauty of it, and 
yeah, it's it's an amazing song. I know the t- the term jam. Right, is, is, I, yeah, I, yeah. I wouldn't call this a bop. You're like you know on, I mean? you're like on your way to go play ball and you're like <laughs> hitting the ceiling. Right, right. I'm thinking about Pasternak's daughter, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, and my height. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Where Pasternak's daughter has to be like 40. I know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Wow. Like that's wild, yeah. right? Wow. Yeah. Um, he talks about his parents. Ah, uh. yeah, yeah. So good, so good. Um, my jam would be in the woods. Oh, so good. Yeah. In the woods, the the weaponization of Shorty Nomas. Um, in that song, it just it has this like uh party. I mean, it starts by saying party yeah. over here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it has a, a real party vibe and um where Dave says, uh, I make you feel lost like high school history. <laughs> <laughs> I was in high school. I was like, This is everything. Yeah. yeah. This is everything I want and nothing I don't. Um but for so if we took Break of Dawn out of the the equation, somebody came up to you and was like, "Balloon Mind State, give me one cut, Dave, that uh, I should listen to if I'm only going to listen to one, Ooh. and it's not Break of Dawn, and, or AMIB. Well, you can go with that. You'd recommend that oh, to somebody. Fuck? Yeah, yeah. I'd re- yeah, I would recommend that before Break of Dawn. Okay, I think it's an important piece of music. Not not that like all music needs to be profound. Yeah, yeah. But that it's nice is, one. It is though. Right. One hundred percent and enjoyable. Uh, like I have another like stupid one that doesn't fit the rules. Um, it's <laughs> they have it on the thirtieth anniversary re-release, like the new one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the "How Lovely I Let My Mind, Mind Float. Float." I oh, love that song. I've yes. had that on a the B side of uh, I think maybe it was the N Focus twelve inch mm-hmm. um, for many years. But to have it in my pocket, it's pretty fucking tight. Yeah, yeah, I love that song. Just as a side note, like wasn't the promo. Thing that came with this uh, Clear Lake Auditorium or some uh, shit like that. It's it's like a preceding. EP okay, okay. Before, uh, but I yeah. don't think they came together. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Same time frame, ridiculous. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah it's like pulled from the same sessions. Cool. And has a, yeah, it has uh, Shafay MCs. Shafay, thank you. I was like, how do you say that? Yeah, combination of syllables. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely gonna get that. wrong. I might be wrong. <laughs> uh, Clear Lake had its own like legend again this is 1993 yeah. so there was no real way to um access these things um on anything like an internet or anything so i just remember it being talked about i didn't get to hear it till many years later um but that was one of the things that they were like did this thing when, when there's some japanese guys on it like it was <laughs> right. a, it was a, a a a big a big deal at that time um my jam for the normies would be uh eagle trip okay um the roots and Pharrell kind of riffed on it um, later, and it's an amazing sample and something that I, I wouldn't be surprised if it came back again. It's such an amazing sample, and it's one of those dumb things where, like, I don't know, you guys have probably experienced this. You find what a sample is, right? Mm-hmm. And you listen to that song, and you're like, "Well, the album must have some other hits, <laughs> <laughs> right? Absolutely right, not, right? <laughs> like, right? Absolutely right. not. This Guess is how samples don't work, right? Exactly. Right. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, I think Eagle Trip. Also because it, it kind of, it's one of the funner uh, commentaries. After Stakes is High, there were a lot of like dour, bitter uh, MC laments. Ego Trip is also a lament, but it's, mm-hmm. it's fun. It's funny. Dave is screaming like a maniac. Yeah. There's a little jab at Cool Keith, which <laughs> at the time I was like, what? Wait, right. unpack that. What? Right. Uh, I changed I changed my pitch up, smack my bitch up. I never did it. Okay. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. This is somehow against Cool Keith. It's well, not just a reference to Cool Keith. Well, it's the callback to the Ultra Bag. Yeah. Oh no, I know. Oh, that. okay. Yeah. Like, okay yeah. It's not a diss. It's a reference, right? Uh, at the time, that's how I have. 
perceived it for 30 years. At, at the time, um, because Keith said he did it. Right. right. And so I, I think I think he's calling him out for being misogynistic. Yeah. I think that's a that's a you think so? A little bit. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. That's kind of how I read it. And what, I was it take like did they acknowledge this? And I mean, I know there's no diss songs or anything, but was this a real beef? Uh, let's go to rap zines. <laughs> Get our guy uh, uh, from rap zines in here. I'm not sure because again, it was at that time where um, there was just more mystery. Like all you had was the lyrics to go off of, and this is why I say I think it was a jab because that's what De La, they're really good at that. Yeah, yeah taking subtle. these little I, clever subtle jabs. I, aren't they references though? <laughs> like why? Why I don't I don't like what about De La's uh, manner makes you think they're like always going out and like dissing everyone? Like that's because not, that's they not are. what their music is about. Absolutely, like especially especially on De La Soul is dead. They're taking shots, but Ego Trip is even the video is a. It's poking fun at rappers and their excess and their egos. That part for sure. That part yeah. is undeniable. Yes. Yeah. So we'll we'll do. I feel like there's some kind but, of but uh, isn't Cool Keith like a a peer? Uh, cool Keith took shots at Run DMC. Rappers take shots at each other. Yeah. It's just it's it's part of the game. Well, like, I think that line in particular. I think they they are making a judgment call yeah. by being like, we don't smack our bitch up. Yeah, like that. You're doing too much. That was doing yeah. too much, right? Like he didn't have to mention it. That, that also, and we can come off this in a sec, is also not an indictment of Cool Keith necessarily. Right. It's, right. It, that's, a, that's a different point, I think. It, which is a good point, and that's why yeah. these songs of are course, great. Of course, of course. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. But, but I, yeah, I just, I should be a redder, better researcher. There is something out there where they address this. Okay. And so we should, okay. and y'all should, and y'all should tag us on. Yeah, if someone on, else uh, could do research, <laughs> that would be Cool fantastic. Keith, or if, no, he's, he's, if he's exactly. listening... Uh, <laughs> Uh yeah, so that that would be my uh my my jam for the normies and also video. I think it's like a a, a one two thing mm. um song video. Um, <laughs> we're moving on, Dave. We're moving on. <laughs> uh, that means to turn the page. Yeah, <laughs> wrong album, Dave. Um, all right, best three song run. Let's get into it. This oh, uh, best three song run on this album. Which I, know, I think I have it. I will be shocked curious. if you guys don't think this. Okay. Nate, go. I am I be into in in the woods into break of dawn. Yep. Unimpeachable. Kinda unfuckwittable. Can't argue with it. Uh, didn't that? pick that, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> also can't argue with it. That was mine as well. Yeah. I mean in the woods has, you know, yeah. the pos line fuck being hard. Pos is complicated. complicated. Yeah. Just that alone. Yeah. 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 Um not wrong. I went with Eye patch in focus in Patty Duke. Um, I just I have something about when you put certain songs together at the beginning of an album. Uh, I just remember being floored by like how much energy it, it came in with, and and then by the time you get to Patty Duke is which is another insane commentary on the music industry. Has great instrumentation. Has the five heartbeat samples. Like it. Guru comes through and just starts yeah, yeah, talking. Yeah, like, yeah. I wish everyone could see how excited you are. Right now. <laughs> yeah. You have the tallest stool in the house too. It's yeah, yeah. There's shadows going everywhere. Yeah, yeah. it's great. It's great. Um, <laughs> My neighbors are pissed. Uh, but you know this this whole album. I don't know if you could pick any three songs section and be like, this is not great. Right, right. Uh, no, kinda. I uh, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Kinda, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, then there I mean, are some skits. I was gonna say, <laughs> right, and and I mean, since we're moving forward, like, what about the uh, the the skippers? Where are you guys, the skippers? 
We're going to go to our resident heel, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with you. Not every time, but sometimes uh-huh. I do skip Long Island as Wylan. That's mine as well. Not every time. Right, right. I like, I like that it's on the album. It's yeah. not a skit. Yeah. Right. It's a left turn. Yeah. It's zany. Right. But not every time. Love the internationalism vibes. Like, let's go. But am yeah. I trying to bump that? <laughs> Real talk. Yeah, I think... Um, Real talk. <laughs> I think the... Uh, especially at that time, right? Like, I don't know if we knew of anybody internationally rapping. Maybe Solar? Like, maybe. And for them, just Guru knew. No, (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot. I know. Please, (laughs) I know. Please tune in for our uh, Mm. our our 1994 retro series. Um, but yeah, I just I I always love that as like that's so fucking irreverent. Like that is just it is irreverent. No, it's it's irreverent. Yeah, that is so fucking irreverent. So de la. Nobody else would think to do that. So Um, cool. And then there was something that came out recently about how that shit all came together. Yeah, I, I did send you an article. Yeah. I don't know if it was recent or not, but last time we we uh, talked about, or in March when we were yeah. doing all the albums. Um, like yeah, a making of Balloon Mindset? Uh, it was about oh, this song, song in particular, oh. about who those guys were. Oh, yeah. and, who, who wrote this? Uh, the, I can't remember Kevin anymore. Kevin Powell. No. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, I I don't remember, but I can find it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it, was, it was it was pretty interesting, but um, yeah. I think I, it was titled like like the true story behind De La Soul's worst song or something. No way. <laughs> but it that's, wasn't. It wasn't like a hit piece. It was just a funny title. That's hilarious. Yeah. Oh man. That's hilarious. Um, I gotta find that. Yeah. I on my notes when it said skips, I went none. Oh. I went so none. Cute. So you and went with the cup the, out. Dave going like. Just we're saying the same thing over and over again in the last skit. Yeah. It's like you're almost at the finish line and we have to yeah. listen to this yeah. phone message for yep. how long, dude? Come on. That's Woo! a skip. Woo! That's a skip. Woo! Woo! <laughs> Fuck me. Fuck me. We'll sing it now. It's funny. Uh, Feel yeah. the funk, baby. <laughs> genius. Absolute genius. Here's the thing. You had to fill up um, a whole record, you know. I have a thing on that. Right. This is De La Soul's shortest album by far of this era oh really yes it is 48 minutes every other record is like at least an hour plus. long mm, yeah many of them go right up to the edge 73 okay. minutes yeah. i think it's a very concise album man. that's what and I'm, I, I have actually been wondering does that help its reputation of course it's like it's because rated so highly and there's just less to because the only real knock against de la soul is dead which might have the best individual songs on it is too long. There's too many skits. Like it just goes on yeah. way too long. And so they did they did tighten it. And that's why I say I look at this as like a Prince Paul masterpiece. You got oh, hella edited. Right? Yeah, you got his comedic sense, his flair. You know which you know which ideas his are his. skit of leaving a phone message is great. And, and I would never on. think to skip it. No, yeah. you wouldn't right. because he'll get you. <laughs> <laughs> Have a pleasant day. Um <laughs> did we ever do we ever get to the bottom of who he's saying? They gave er and er <laughs> credit for songs I did mm. in the source. We should have asked him. Oh, we should have asked him. Yeah. We've only had the chance to talk to him four times now. <laughs> Dave has to DM him. I know. <laughs> okay. Text we'll, him right now. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get to the bottom of it. Um, yeah, but, but I feel like um, this to me is as close to, if not a perfect album for me, as, as you're going to get. Um, so that's why I say 
of the things that came out in 1993. Um, How are you going to find a better record? I don't, yeah, I don't know if you is, can. Right. We still have to redo our Midnight Marauders episode, so <laughs> <laughs> we, can have, we can have the other argument then. But yeah. um, as close as you could get to a perfect record, De La changes course. I think this is the last of that era. Right. Of De La. Once the we three get- album run with Prince Paul, where it's like the group you came to know at the beginning all the right, you know, everyone in the right place. And then the next thing is a little different. Right. It's right. not that different, but it's a little different. I look yeah. at it, and this is going to alienate 74% of our listeners, but uh, growing up, the 49ers dynasty of, of my youth youth, <laughs> of the Joe Montana era, was its own thing. And then, like, it moved on. And there was, like, yeah. the whole, there was Steve, Steve Young, Young and other things. Right, like, yeah. right. and it, Tom Rathman was involved. We don't know right, what's going right. on. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Rathman is wildin'. Um, <laughs> what, Billy was the only one could do football references? <laughs> I mean, could bring this shit back. Uh, we, we were very much on the fence about whether we were even going to talk about this album because we did such a deep dive right. on, on all things Daylight. Had Dante Ross come in and, Dante, and chime Paul. in. Paul, we, we've done it, but um, folks can't get enough. We yeah, got, and, and it speaks to the album's sort of longevity, right? I mean. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, for the record, uh, Balloon Mind State, fucking incredible. Um, incredible. One of the best albums of all time. All Definitely, time. Pro- probably the Can best Can I bring of up a new thing before we... It sounds like we're like taking a knee. Can I bring up a thing? <laughs> sure. Uh... You were older than me when this came out and more into rap probably at that point. And I want to know your take it specifically, please, uh-huh. about the Shorty No Moss situation. And like, what did this cause like anticipation yeah. for her to like be the, the breakout star and like be, to come next? Because I remember hearing about that, but I feel like you would have a better sense of how it was really like. Absolutely. Because um, we were just talking about the Lady of Rage. I don't think yes. that episode has aired yet, but we're doing doggy style and that. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Take me to dinner first. <laughs> <laughs> the Shorty, album, no the album. <laughs> nice. Doggy style till the break of dawn? Yeah, Come on, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, sorry. Sorry, dude. Wait. You know what I mean. Yes. No, I, I do. I do. Shorty, no moss. The anticipation was wild. Um, we got to have an actual segment with, with the homie from Rap Zines because there is a source article I distinctly remember that talks about how she had an album in the works mm. and like her voice, you know, we have so many great female voices in the game right, right now. Right. And at that time it had kind of like, there was a little low, like in the early nineties, you had a bunch of female voices and by the, we get to the midish nineties. That's not as true. Um, her voice was so incredible and she did so well on in the woods. There was a tangible sense that like, that's their protege. She's going to have something. Um, and it never kind of materialized. So I'm not, I'm not, I don't know what the backstory is, but yeah, there's definitely anticipation. I wonder if there's like recorded material and like all there's that stuff. Be. There's we should ask Paul. Fuck, man. Yeah. Didn't we try to get Shirty No Moss on? We tried. And she yeah. was like, no. <laughs> She's like, no Moss. No Moss. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I just remember being super excited about that. But then, you know, um, I'll do my little heel turn here. Um, I think pretty clear that she didn't write. Like I, wow. I, very glad I. Well, why it would up. you say that? Just, just wondering. Yeah, because Rakim wrote it. Of, no, I'm <laughs> <just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> Juice. Um, <laughs> uh, just because of the way, like, look, De La Soul are some of the best writers to ever do it, mm-hmm. 
and for her to jump on a song with them and just it be so fucking seamless and like I I was always of the opinion shorty come for me if you need to if I'm if I'm talking fucking nonsense but it always seemed to me like they wrote it as one of those kind of like back and forth skits like it comes through like you know Flavor Flav didn't write all of his lines like Chuck sometimes fed him a line of that course. goes inside of, of his, his bars Chuck has a, like a very thick notebook and on like the last page he's just writing yeah boy <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> here <laughs> Totally. It's, it's how it goes down. Sometimes if you want to do oh. that whole thing, um, you know, Ghost and Ray, like sometimes you're just pointing the notebook at somebody totally. and go, you're doing this. Don writes most of the songs where it's him and another the person. The back four. Right. Yeah, because yeah. it's just like right. uh, E. Portnoy or whatever is like yeah. the, the, the writer. There's no other writer credited and it's two people right. rapping. Right. So it, Because there'd be no, as writing a rhyme that would be that seamless and like make sense, too hard. Like you'd be like, I'll say the part. Tell me. When to say it. So that I always read that as that, and I was like, well, maybe that's it. Maybe she just didn't have enough material. But that, the way that they set her up, and De La's really good at this, and bringing in, like, these different characters and setting them up to be, like, iconic. And they do it on every record. Um, you know, they got some Japanese rappers on this one. They got Shorty Nomas, people we never heard from again, but just showed up beautifully on that record. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, yeah, Balloon Mind State, good. Yeah, very, very good. You should very definitely good. listen to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think uh, the fact people get to hear it again is great. And it's, totally. Like, you know, seems like it's uh, going quite well for them. I actually bought the uh, 30th anniversary edition of this one because the only way I had it before was as a bootleg. Okay. Oh. And so I uh, cracked it open um, earlier this afternoon and it has some pretty stuff. As I said before, pretty much not every probably, but most of the major samples are clear. Are there's listed. just bi- there's just big like paragraphs after every oh, song that so shows cool. all the songs. So this is worth kind of getting and cracking open just for so that. And cool. then I just briefly wanted to read you guys a thing that they said it way better than we ever could. Um, and this is, I mean, writing kind of they're not new liner notes. They're more of like just a note to the fans. But uh, I just thought this was interesting, and this is why you should always look inside your records and see what's in there. We'd like to start by thanking the many allies and friends that took part and supported us during this long journey. Reclaiming ownership was tough, but only half the battle. Your hard work and effort have enabled this moment, and on behalf of our fans, we say thank you. And then there's a whole like thing of acknowledgments and credits and all say. of the Faith Newmans and like people who were all a part Amazing. of it. And I was like, Amazing. that's that's really cool. I don't know if you guys saw they're doing like a tie-dye shirt with this kind of as the pattern oh, as, really? as the merch for this okay. drop. That's cool. okay. It's, it's kind of cool. I can't rock tie-dye. Uh, yeah, but. I know what you mean. It's like, it's a big no, step. No, you can't. I, gotta, I just, I, 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 I looked into your soul and thought it wasn't for you. I got a tie-dye shirt semi-recently and was immediately, will never try yeah. it on again. No. You're like, does Dave smell like patchouli? <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it, yeah. yeah. Beanie white t-shirts, my steezers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, yeah, I think another aspect of this record is the artwork right with their mouths tied and yes. with their oh. mouths tied to get just so good um and even aesthetically they never go back here like this is a moment in time um and it's such a dope piece of art um and even the the cover photograph is is so cool um, it's a very confusing perspective i actually don't officially know what is happening in this i photograph. think it's like an, I think they're it's, looking in a reflection right. of a thing and there's a balloon in the water is it just that or is if there you more look, to it if you just look off camera here it's the baby from the nirvana record <laughs> 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 the balloon is actually that's a floaty hilarious that's very <laughs> that's funny. hilarious um yeah just as a whole 
what a project. What art. an art project. Yes. You yes. Know? What a complete statement. Uh, totally. Totally. De La Soul Forever, R.I.P. True Goy. Uh, we appreciate everybody that's been tapping in with these episodes. Sometimes, um, you know, it gets a little blasphemous on this on this show to some. <laughs> uh, but we, we take time. We've known these records. We're intimately uh, involved with them and going back and listening to them to give you these takes. And so we appreciate you guys rocking with this. If you feel differently or if you feel the same, hit us up on Twitter at DadBodRapPod. We are also on Instagram at DadBodRapPod. Uh, Instagram DMs, please allow 14 to 28 days for replies. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm just really not good at Instagram. Uh, yeah, and we, we got more. We got more in the chamber. We, uh, we hope that you've enjoyed these because that's pretty much all you're getting for the rest of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we are, we be, Dead by Rap Pop. Dead by Rap Pod, we have guests. Sometimes we have guests on multiple times. Sometimes they just become friends of the program and we just have them on indiscriminately. And Blackhead is one of those people, man. What's going on, Blackhead? Hey, chilling. What's up with you guys? Uh man. Uh living the dream here in uh California. Um nice. don't let Dave's uh skull cap fool you. It's like <laughs> legit still 85 <laughs> degrees. That's what I heard. I heard. I was with some Cali people today and they're like, it's so hot out there. I'm like, hey, it's it's hoodie yeah. weather here. It's our, uh, second summer is what they call it. Exactly. Oh yeah, the bay get the bay gets hot in 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 fall, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we're over here sweating to the oldies, but we're glad that uh, <laughs> that you could make the time to be with us. We've been doing this retrospective series where uh, we dig back into albums that came out in 1993, um, mm-hmm. and we've we've had a couple guests come on. We had Def C come on. Uh, with uh, Adam Mansback a couple weeks ago, and I was like, "So Def C, nineteen ninety three, what were you doing?" And he was like, "I was four. And I was like, "You know what? <laughs> Interviews over, bro. Enough, enough. Um, That's tough. That's tough. <laughs> you started off flexing. It's crazy. Yeah, I, uh, I'm still leaking from that one. But what, what were you doing in nineteen ninety three? I was a junior in high school. I was." definitely buying every rap album that came out i was uh i had probably started to like backseat make beats like i I didn't have my own sampler yet i got one a year later okay but i was i was making beats with this dude chasm on his mpc where i would bring samples over and uh i was still rapping (laughs) i was rapping at the time (laughs) is that right yeah, yeah, yeah. I rapped until like 98, 90, 99. Yeah, around Okay. There. Okay. Yeah. Was your name still Blackhead? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't good. I stopped for a reason. But <laughs> but like but at the time, I mean, especially in 93, I was probably as bad as the person could be. But but uh but yeah, I was very I was very tuned in. I was very tuned into what was going on. That's buying all the albums, you know. I, I I remember I remember all them all very clearly, you know. Uh, we, we, me and you have talked on our, um, our spinoff podcast, talk like sex for like 17 hours about our sexual histories, but I didn't, yeah. <laughs> I didn't understand we're, we're pretty much the same age. If you were, yeah. you were, a a G you said you're a junior in 93. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Um, 
And Dave was, uh, were you in middle school, Dave? <laughs> I'm only like two <laughs> years younger than you guys. So I was, yeah. Uh, I was young for my grade though. Oh, word. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I was like, I'm, 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 on, uh, I, I'm an October kid. So like, you know, like the, the year end people, like I was always like, I was 17 when I graduated, uh, you know, okay. 17 when I started college. Have we, have we talked about this? What day is your birthday? October 8th. That's week. right. That's right. Oh, damn, uh, dude. Happy belated, bro. Yeah. Hey, man. Thank you. It's a really important year. 47. <laughs> <laughs> Prime year, baby. I'll be there next week. Uh, oh, shit. Yeah. All right. <laughs> that's right. Um, so, so 1993, Balloon Mind State comes mm-hmm. out. I mean, obviously, you're you're already a De La fan Big day, um, by this time. What we've been doing with, with our retrospectives is thinking about on that album, what are your absolute jams and what are jams that you would recommend to normies? Uh, I mean, I think it goes without saying that I am, I be is probably the best De La song ever. Like, I mean, I think that's like, fair. that's fair. You could kind of back off it and be like, this is, this is like the, although it's not sound wise, it isn't quintessential De La in my mind. You know, it's not like hokey at all, right, right. but it is, it is a, it is like the most powerful song I think they ever made. Uh, but as far as joints on this album, I'm, I'm looking at the track listing right, right now. I was a huge uh, Patty Duke and In the Woods mm. fan. Mm. Um, I, it, you know, it's funny. I was thinking, I, I was listening to the album today, like because I hadn't listened to it in so long, and I was like, I was like, uh, I remember it when I first got it. I patch it in focus. I was like, eh, they're okay. And now, I mean, because I was used to like De La Soul's Dead is my that's I, that's the yeah. album I love. Mm-hmm. Although I will say this album probably aged the best of all their albums. Mm-hmm. I, I think uh, better sure. better better than the one after it and the two prior to it. But uh, so I was kind of holding it to the standard of De La Soul's Dead, which was like this cynical kind of like funny album. In this game, you're like, this is kind of serious, and the beats are kind of like hard loops with hard drums, and. Uh, I think like down the line, I kind of grew to like those songs more, obviously. But uh, my initial take was like Patty Duke was like the first good song in the sound. Uh, I don't stand by oh, that. Wow. Now, but oh, about but to, okay. When okay, I first heard like I I patch, yeah. I thought it was like repetitive. I was like it's too repetitive. But now I think it's dope. So you know, go figure. Right? <laughs> Damn, that's dope. So I mean, so you're saying um, uh, uh, De La Soul's Dead is 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 your tops? That's that's the. It's tough because like that's the formative album for me. Like I loved obviously Three Feet High and Rising was a huge album for me. But De La Soul's Dead was like I feel like I I that's an album I've taken from as an artist. Like as, mm. like you know I've definitely uh, there's a kinship with it and and, uh, and like I said there's a cynicism to it that spoke to me in a very specific way that this album has a dash of but like it's not the same. It's not as dark on this yeah. album. There's, there's some hope in this album. Yeah, and they're I, like they're like yeah. wise on this, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They they they're probably like what like 25 when they made this. Album. I know, I know. <laughs> but uh but they uh yeah, there, there was something about De La Soul's Dead that was just very uh like they were mad at their fans and the first album. <laughs> and, and and I kind of and I but I get it. I get it. I get why, you know. But oh, this really? album is is kind of like the grown up it's more grown up than that album. Can you um just kind of take us back to the to the day where you got this tape and or CD and oh, when it first struck you? I remember. I mean, I got it. That's back when I would go to the record stores every Tuesday and get every new release that made sense. And I got it on cassette. I imagine. 
yeah, yeah. 93. I was probably yeah, I was doing cassettes for sure. And I uh had my Walkman and just listened to that shit, ran it, ran it a couple times back, you know, back when people listen to albums and, and would run them. <laughs> and uh but I you know, like I was the way I would listen to albums, I would always kind of listen to the beats first and then uh, you the rhymes kind of came in second. Yeah. You've always been a producer, man. Yeah. Well, I Not mean, it's just like, that shit. yeah, well, it's just like, <laughs> I know what I want to hear, but also I should add that, that the, uh, I think, I don't know if it was right around this album or like right around before it came out, but Ego Trippin had a remix, mm. you know, the Ego Trippin, which I think is yep. superior to uh. this version. It's way better. I love, I love the remix. And then it had the biz song on the B side. Right. Uh, but like I, so I always like I never gave this ego trip much of a chance because I like the remix so much more. Oh, interesting. It's weird, but but it, it was the beat. <laughs> I, I love the beat. Course. I love the beat. I've always been a beat guy, uh, and uh, yeah, like so I, I I was really drawn to like probably half this album when it initially dropped. When it first, when it so first I was like dropped. These, yeah, and then the more you listen to it, you're like, then all of a sudden, I patch it and focus becomes songs that I'm like, oh, these are dope, you know. And there's really, I'm looking at, there's not, there's no songs I dislike on this album. Like I'm looking, I'm, I mean, I don't really remember three days later. Is that even a, what is that? Uh, <laughs> almost, track, track. Yeah, it's almost like a skit, but. Um, oh, it's a skit? On, on Ego, on almost, on Ego Trip, uh, please settle a bet for us. We, we had a <laughs> 45-ish minute conversation about Balloon Mind State. This song, Ego Trip in particular, where Dave uh, Trugoy says, um, change my pitch up, smack my bitch up. I never did it. Um, I always interpreted that, and I think Dave Ma is on the same page, as a jab at Cool Keith. Um, is well, that, I mean, like... Is that how huh. you remember it? What was your, what was your take I... on it? I, I don't know. I never, it's funny because Dela, like I said, a little more cynical than, than we give them credit for. So they probably were yeah. dissing more people than, they were dissing more people yeah. than we realized. Uh, I don't, don't know why they would diss Cool Keith, especially a song that was probably four years old at that time. Like, I mean, that that was on Critical Beatdown, right? Ego Trip. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So like, it, it's weird to throw, I, I don't know. I thought they were just kind of like, like, I don't smack women. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, that's yeah. I. I never, I never took it as a cool Keith this, but I mean, I imagine if they did, there'd be cool Keith would have reacted. I, okay. I gotta think they know they know cool Keith. Yeah, and the song is called Eagle Trip. I, uh, yeah. I had always, I had always uh, read it as a jab, as they jab people, right? They jab yeah. body by nature yeah. for no reason. Like, yeah, they they were just into it. Um, but uh, all right, all right. So the, the I, don't, I don't know. Continues. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, like I, I don't. I wish I had an answer for that. that. That's like a Kevin Beecham question. Like you got to ask him that. <laughs> like, he know, he's the guy that right. him or him or, or Dart Adams would be the two guys that uh, would know. Those, they, they, they're they're more historians I, about. The, I don't the want to be scolded by Dart. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dart, we love you. We'll never we'll never yeah. contradict your release dates. Uh, no. <laughs> Do not. <laughs> So, uh, if you had to recommend a jam off of this album for, like, I don't know, somebody who's not super into De La Soul, why would you would hang out with such a person? I don't know. But uh, yeah. if you knew somebody who, who <laughs> wasn't super into to rap and you wanted to be like, this is why De La Soul is amazing, what what jam would you play them? Who's Okay, so someone who's not into rap? Mm -hmm. I would go Patty, Patty Duke, because it sounds like live instruments. 
and it's got like a it's very jazzy but if it's someone who's into rap but maybe doesn't kind of take it seriously or something i would probably go uh in the woods because it's like a cute song like if I, you know, if I'm playing like someone's mom a rap track, I'm gonna play in the woods, e- even though it's about fucking. <laughs> but, but like you know, still, it's it's like there's a cuteness to it that's yeah. you know, it's it's like For innocent. Sure. Patty Duke though has the musicality that would probably draw in someone who's not like a rap fan. You know, they'd be like begrudgingly like, oh, that organ's pretty good. You know. <laughs> yeah, there's real nice. instrumentation on this. It's uh, Maceo. Oh yeah. Maceo Parker, Pee Wee Ellis are on this are on this record. Uh, fucking amazing! Um, all right, thanks for indulging us on on Balloon Mind State. Uh, oh wait, I got one thing to say. I just I just remember. So yeah. I'm sorry to cut you off. Mm-hmm. But the first time I ever tried to make a beat, I had a, a double t- a tape deck that <laughs> you could play two things at once, and so I had a loop of a drum beat, and I put uh, the horn from I Be Blowing over it, and that was the first time I ever like alone was trying and it, and it worked because it was just a kind of horn playing yeah 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 and it was a, a breakbeat and horn, and that was like that was like me being like huh i should get a sampler <laughs> like that was that was a that was a big moment for me like the i be blowing and the and the uh and the drum beat <laughs> That's yeah, sorry. nice we can resume <laughs> um you know j- just one more question on balloon mind state since we got you in the house um mm-hmm. You know, earlier you said you, you've always been a Beats guy first. And I, I wanted to sort of just get your insight on Prince Paul. Like, what did you oh, think? He's, he's my favorite I mean, of now, all time. Now, as an adult, when you listen to this back, like, like how does things strike you? What what goes through your mind as, as a producer? He, Prince Paul, I mean, I, I Prince Paul is like my favorite producer of all time. I mean, like, hands down. Like, he's, yeah. and uh, uh, I just think he's, a, he, he's a, I mean, it's it's weird because you listen to stuff back then, like they were the, the type of digging going on is stuff that would be like rudimentary now because it's all this, you know, people, it's like classic records. But Prince Paul was the first guy to flip a lot of these records. And uh, and he also layered samples, which is something that was very unusual back then, which is a huge influence on me. Um, and yeah, I mean, he was just a like there was a kookiness to him that mm. transcended. But he could also make very serious beats. Like, I don't know. Do you know? uh uh that Justin Warfield song, um, mm-hmm. Que Sera Sera. Mm-hmm. Yes, I mean, yes, that, that beat, that. that's one of my favorite beats of all time. Yeah. Not one of my favorite songs of all time yeah. <laughs> because there's yeah. some rapping on it that isn't right. that good. But, uh, but, <laughs> but, but beat, beat wise, like that beat like blew my mind when I first heard it. I was like, what the fuck is this? And Prince Paul has a lot of beats like that. This, and, he, and, and just the, the editing of little clips and vocals and, and all that stuff is just really, he, he was the guy that really um, made that like a, nice. a thing that people did i think so yeah prince paul all all respect prince paul oh uh, that's that's so funny yeah me and dave were having a, a drunken conversation about how we need to do a retrospective on justin warfield's uh my field trip to planet nine as part of the series because it also came out in 1993 yeah um, you're, you're vouching for the beats you're saying he couldn't rap i mean he was a i mean i don't know if you remember but people thought he was q-tip when he came out He's a little bit in when, his voice. When season yeah. when season of of a vid came out, people were literally mm-hmm. like, "Did Q Tip get whacker?" <laughs> <laughs> I remember. I literally remember being like, "Yo, why is Q Tip sound weird on the song?" And like, and then and then they're like, "Oh, it's this guy Justin Warfield." I mean, that album, I, that, that album was not good to me. I don't know. Like, I like that song was great, and there, mm-hmm. I, I don't think I don't know if Prince Paul even did that many beats on it. He might not have done any other. I don't know. I don't remember. But uh, as a rapper, like he was fine. I mean, he was like. Of the of that era, he's fine. You know, it's like uh, yeah. 
don't know. There's there's a lot of guys in that realm that were just like, oh yeah, you rapped in '93 and you put an album out, so you were you were yeah. okay. <laughs> you know? was like another level, or like, <laughs> you know, like that kind of you're like, all right, you got you're all right. Didn't uh, age I, well, I don't think. I, Ice Cube's attempt to replicate the Far Side is pretty it's pretty cute. You got to give him props. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, let's let's talk about a new record. Um, you have this album called The Ox, which is going to be coming out on November 17th. Uh, a wild-ass compilation. If I were a music journalist, yes. that's how I would frame it. It's yeah. it's a, <laughs> a wild-ass compilation. You got features from like pretty much everybody that we love to death. Breezy Bruins on it, Casuals on it, uh, mm -hmm. Bruiser Wolf is on it, Billy Woods is on it, Navy oh, Blue, yeah. um, mm -hmm. Ugly Frank, who I wasn't familiar with before. Um, so congrats on corralling all the, all those oh, dope MCs for the, for the I record. Do. Um, talk to us a little bit about how did the, how did this idea come about and did you kind of have specific ideas on, on who you wanted to work with for this album? Uh, well, I mean, this idea to do an album with all rappers on it has been something I've been wanting to do since like literally when float came out. Like I, okay. I wanted to like there was a time I remember I was on uh on news groups, like posting on, on news groups, like rec hip hop, whatever it was, <laughs> and being like, I'm making an album. And I made and I made a couple songs. I made a song with Percy P, I made a song with Slug, and I made a song with Logic and Aesop. And that and then that was it. I never I couldn't corral any more rappers, and then the dream ended there. So like uh and I was gonna call it and the album was gonna be called Let a Player Play. <laughs> which, is funny, <laughs> which is really funny. Uh but uh so I've always wanted to do that. And then, you know, when I did free sweatpants a couple of years ago, mm -hmm. that was like my, 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 I'm dipping my toes in this a little bit. And I got a taste of how hard it was to gather rappers and get them to do things. And it was really just like overwhelming and annoying. Cause you know, it's just, I'm not, when you don't know people, it's really hard to yeah. get them to do things for you uh, yeah. without paying them a lot of money. So it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's a problem. So this summer I've been talking with Woods about it, and Woods was like, Woods, Woods is basically like, I'll AR the project, I'll help you get rappers. Uh, I, mean, wow. I, I, st I still reached out to people and got some people, but Woods, you know, Woods, Woods has worked with, uh, you know, as Woods gains steam, he also gains uh, credentials with other rappers, and you know, he's he, he these rappers are his fans now, so it's kind of uh, it benefited me because you know I don't know Navy Blue, he knows Navy Blue. Uh, mm. I didn't know Quelle like Chris at the time. I've I've since okay. met him, but like, but uh, I mean, just people I I I I wasn't I was like a, you know, one degree away from, and uh, and so he really helped with that, and and you know, I mean, I there's certain people I reached out to that I was just you know like casual, uh, I didn't know, but I just hit him up and be like, hey, I'd like you to get a verse, you know, like stuff like that. Arks K nephew did that with him, <laughs> uh, and uh, Danny Brown magically the Danny Brown thing happening was just shocking. And wow. almost didn't happen, and somehow happened. Like I getting Danny Brown in there was the craziest thing, the luckiest, the luckiest thing to happen. Was that Woods? <laughs> yeah, was that a Woods connection that. or that? So I had, so, so I, I have a weird. So Dan, I've never met Danny Brown, but we have interacted on different social medias for years. Uh, on on MySpace, right around before, maybe, hmm. When the hybrid, maybe around when the hybrid came out, maybe a little before that, I was kind of up on his shit already. And I hit him up being like, yo, I'm a big fan. I'd love to work with you. Did it. And he and he was like, yeah, I love, you know, he was a big Aesop fan. So mm. he was kind of down. And then the next week he did a song with LP. 
and I was like, bye. And, it just, <laughs> and it's just like, you know, I, and, I, and I, I'm not mad. It's just like that, you know, there is a hierarchy to these things. And like, if LP is like, hey, let's do shit. And he's like, okay, no doubt. <laughs> you know? So he didn't know me anything. But uh, so, but we, so we'd had some contact and uh, I met a dude who, who was training him in a, in some sort of martial arts in Austin or like someone put me in contact with him. And I, and I was like, yo, can you get me his number? And they're like, yeah. Wow. So I texted him and he was super responsive and friendly and like, and I was like, yo, would you be down to do this track? And uh, and he was like, absolutely. And I, and uh, then the waiting happened. And uh, I was waiting, waiting, waiting. And every now and then I'd check in on him and be like, hey, what's up? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. He's like, I'm coming to New York. I was on tour. And uh, I was literally like, he's like, where's the studio? And I'm like hitting up Woods like, yo, where can, where can you record? <laughs> so so apparently like I was in doing a show in Philly that night. He he met up with Woods at, at a steel, uh, at Dove studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, at, he showed up at two in the morning. He did my verse, and he did this, the one for Woods' song too, in the same night. Oh, uh, yeah. And I woke up in the morning with a with a Danny Brown verse, and I was like, oh. <laughs> like you know, wow. I mean, you don't that like that feeling is so exciting because I was like, that was the one that I was like, there's no way I'm getting this fucking guy. Like he's you know he's a big act, and like you know, yeah. But he but he's a dude that he I mean he came through, man. I, I was that was that was awesome. I hope to meet him one day and thank him in person, but uh, you know, I'm not in Austin that much. <laughs> we'll see. That's uh, so hook up sick. with his uh, his Muay Thai instructor. Um... Yes. Yeah, it was it was his Muay Thai instructor. <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally. Yeah, That's no, it was so literally nice. it was literally Muay Thai. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, he did it, and I, like, like I went to sleep that night at like two in the morning, being like, "This isn't happening," and then woke up like, oh. and and I had it. Yeah, it was great. It was great, That's but. Uh, I forget what the question was, but yeah. <laughs> That's so dope. Man. Um, you know, I just want to talk just a little bit more about your album. Um, the the cover looks like a picture of your real life ox cord drawer. Is that true? Yes. Okay. No, 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 no. We set that up. We set that up. I I uh that was uh Alex Richter is this the photographer and he's done a lot of the backwoods stuff. And uh yep. we, we we threw some ideas around it and the idea was just to get a mash of of a cha- a chaotic uh like bundle of cords nice nice it's Can- it's a little anxiety bringing it, cannibal it, ox over here yeah well <laughs> I, I i i literally was like it'd be funny if we called the album cannibal ox yes yes that was yeah. and, I, and i was like nah they probably can't do that <laughs> but it'd be funny it'd be funny <laughs> um you know i uh, uh one of one of the cuts on the album for me is the casual breeze brewing one can you oh, yes. give us a little mm. insight on that mm. uh i mean Breeze, Breeze and me are boys. I've known Breeze for a while. Breeze was a guy I could reach out to personally, and yep. he he was yep. on my last album. Woods had the idea to have him on the album twice. Woods was kind, of, you know, Woods kind of was like we should. Woods did some pairings, you know. He definitely. Oh really? Okay. Like him That's and so Navy cool. Blue, yeah. Uh, the 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 creature and um and Fatboy Sharif song he did, uh, the Def C and uh and Scrapnel, like like that was all Woods kind of putting that together. But this one, we had discussed it and was kind of just like, well, I. I, I I got two verses from Breeze, ones with ASAP, and who would go well with Breeze? And and, and we were like, well, what about Casual? Because like wow. that's two legends, mm-hmm. but different eras, you know. And that's the thing I like about this album is like it covers a lot of, of eras, like up to very current rappers who are who are starting to bubble right now to guys that were like awesome in '91, you know. Like right. I mean, Breeze, right. I mean, Casual's gotten better. Oh, <laughs> Casual's yeah. legit. It got totally. better. He might be the only rapper of that era that I think has improved as he's gotten older, which is crazy. Uh, 
but uh yeah i just thought that'd be a cool song and they originally did it over a different beat and i didn't like the beat or there's something wrong with it i don't know like mm. i just was kind of like eh. it was a really old beat that they picked and i was like well I, I can change this and i so i chose to change it and make make it a, kind of a much different beat <laughs> like i definitely made it a kind of a, a more upbeat jazzy type thing before it was kind of just like a more boom bappy type of thing mm. uh yeah but i mean it's just one of those things i was like man I, like what are the when have these guys ever gotten together totally and <laughs> never yeah you know Beautiful. so that's that's it's a you know uh, it's nice to be the guy that did that you know oh <laughs> yeah the the connector um can you talk a little bit about uh the track with bruiser wolf who um dope game stupid was a was an amazing record and then yeah. we've talked about this on the program it's like he kind of disappeared um he's popped up yeah. here and there on features but i, I really mm -hmm. like this this song how, how did that come about that's another one so i so i had reached out to to, to bruiser wolf uh and and woods was like let's get two verses from him we'll do a solo mm -hmm. song and a and a he'll be on a posse get the posse get originally was going to have zach fox on it that didn't pan out oh. and uh, yeah like we were we were texting back and forth and then he just fan i mean i to, to be fair he got mad famous yeah. <laughs> like, dude got he yeah. got mad famous so like i yeah. like there, at some point i was like yeah fair enough but yeah. uh but <laughs> So, but then, but then I got Danny Brown in that one instead, so it was kind of a good trade-off. But uh, the Bruiser Wolf song is another. Actually, the, the two beats, the two the two you're asking about, are the two that I changed the beats on. Bruiser oh, Wolf really? rapped over. He rapped over an entirely different beat, and I and the way the song is, it's kind of an interesting song because like there's a lot of chorus, and then there's one verse, and then there's a lot of chorus. So I wanted to kind of like that. That was one of the songs where I like really was like I need to craft something around this to make it all make sense and like and to flow smoothly. And I put a completely different beat on it and change the vibe of the song entirely <laughs> i don't think he's heard it yet <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> but, yeah i don't think he's heard it yet i mean he heard the original i mean i'm sure if i sent it to me, he'd be like i rapped over this <laughs> he probably <Yeah>. wouldn't remember <laughs> but uh but yeah that that was one where i just was like i was like i need to really just reconstruct everything about this to make it something different you know mm -hmm. and, I, totally, and that's like totally it, worked I mean, it's one of my favorite songs of the album. And at first I was like, I don't know about this song. And then once I flipped it, I was like, oh, I love this song. Nice. <laughs> and, and, and his verses, and it's also very, it's a very misleading song because it starts off sweet. And then yeah. eventually he, he, he's, he's like, he just starts talking shit and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> I thought he made a love song for me. I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and then it turns out, it's, I'm like, oh no, he's, uh, he's, he came back. He came back to where he should be. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, you know, you mentioned Woods a couple of times, sort of just, you know, obviously this is on Backwoods, but um, give us a little insight on the working process with him. And, you, you know, you touched on it a little bit earlier, but just like, you know, what, what were some of your big takeaways? Uh, you mean on, the, we're on this album or working with Woods in general? Just in general, just in general. Uh, Woods is one of the easiest guys to work with because he he is uh, he's an incredibly fast worker. Like he gets mm -hmm. shit done. Like it, he, he does, he works like the way he, he writes raps and records is like very much like, this is my job. I do this. Like mm -hmm. if I have a half an hour, I'll, I'll write this song. That's and it will crazy. Be amazing. I mean, like, I'm just saying like, I mean, I don't know how, what his writing process is like, but like, it right. feels like that. And, 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 you know, he's on the album three times, I think. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I was never worried about getting his verses. I, and I knew he's only going to give me quality verses. Like he's him and ASAP are two guys that don't ever half-ass anything. Like mm. almost to like a maniacal level. Like I'm just like mm -hmm. like they don't ever want to be shitty. So mm -hmm. which is great for producers. <laughs> but uh but yeah, with Woods, it, it just, you know, because he was overseeing the project, it was always like, Yeah, I'll get you my verses whenever you need them. Don't worry about it. Even though he's been touring like a lunatic mm -hmm. for the past 
two years, I feel like. But, you know, he always found time. You know, he, he finds time. He always finds time. And, so, and to deliver quality like that is kind of crazy. Insane. Uh, yeah. One legendary in terms of stoners, like if there's like a stoner Hall of Fame in terms of productivity. Yeah. I, like, <laughs> I mean, alchemists might be up there, too. As right, a dude right. that, that, that puts out mad shit. You're like, man, this guy is never not high. And he's just <laughs> putting out just, 15 albums a year. Just cranking them out. Yeah, the, the Woods features are incredible. I mean, um, it's such a dope assemblage of rappers. Did Woods have a hand in the sequencing of the album in terms of what uh, track comes when? We spoke about it. I, I think I, I mean, there was discussion about the first and last song. Uh, I, and I'm kind of, you know, OCD about how I do do like put my albums together. Like I didn't really? want like like the ASAP verses near each other. I didn't want the breeze. Like I wanted to spread everything out. So if you notice, like the first song has woods on it, the middle song has woods on it, the last song has woods. Awesome. On it. And uh, but also I, I put that song at the end specifically to test uh, to test out a theory I have about uh, streaming services, which is that uh, you know when you put an album out, the last song is always by far the least streamed because people listen and, and it falls off, falls off. So I put the big song that everyone wants to hear as the last song. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, and I'm and I'm I'm curious to see how that pans out because I'm people. I know people are going to skip. They're like Danny Brown, fucking Despot. They're like, like, like you know, it's like there's going to be a draw to that song because it's it's such a there's that's never happened before. Those four people together yeah, is right. fucking insane. Uh, so uh, we'll see, we'll see. That, but that that was the real, you know, everything else. I kind of you know. It just kind of made sense to put it where I put it, and you know, spread out the rappers with so that so there's not like two ASAP songs in a row, two Bruce Wolf songs in a row, that kind of stuff. Totally, totally makes sense. Uh, November seventeenth, the Ox comes out. Um, the Ox is is it is kind of just a reference to like the past, the Ox chord, like yeah, type of energy. If you were at a party, Blockhead. And you were past the ox court. It's a party. Like there's women there. Like the shit is like happening. What joint <laughs> off this album are you gonna play? Off this album? Yeah. How old are the people at this party? <laughs> <laughs> it's a grown and sexy indie rap party. Uh I would probably, huh. Cause I was gonna say if they're younger, I'd play the RxK song just because it has like a trappy kind yeah. of vibe to it. But yeah. uh I I you know. Hmm, that's a really tough question. Maybe I, I maybe the the casual Bruin song because it, mm -hmm. it is upbeat to an extent. Uh, I mean the Aesop song, the solo song is very upbeat, but it sound like it kind of was made to sound like a '90s song. Like it sounds yeah. like it 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 was very much like we're gonna make a 1992 rap song, yep. which is which which is exactly what I wanted to. Do. Uh, mm -hmm. But maybe the uh, the Bruiser Wolf might be if they're just chilling. Yeah. <laughs> Like beat wise, that might be the one that would work work the best. I don't know. There's a lot of slow songs. <laughs> uh, honestly, the Brian Ennels one is kind of upbeat too. So it is. Man, you got. Yeah. You, I don't want to say it's. Look, I don't want to say it's happy. I would never call Brian Ennels happy. No, no, no. he's not happy. He's not happy on the song. I'll tell you that. <laughs> he's not. But there's something like it, kind of upbeat about it that is. It's not uplifting. Kind of, yeah. yeah it's yeah. got uplifting vibes. It's got like like church bells in it, and, and yeah, area. yeah. But then he's the shit he's saying. You're like, oh, you're not happy at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, love it, love it, um, Blockhead. We we appreciate you coming on the program, man. Oh, my pleasure. Uh, the Ox comes out November seventeenth. Is going to be on all the DSPs. Uh, another gem from Backwoods. Um, mm -hmm. We appreciate it, and let's let's talk STDs real soon. 
Yeah, yeah, but I got, I got a question for you. Thank you. I got, I got, I got, an, email, I got an email question, and it's a really good one. So ah, let's get back in. Ah. <laughs> That's what's up. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. All right, you ready?